This week on the show, we'll talk about iOS 16 and how it's going to showcase your podcast artwork on the lock screen. Five things to look for in a podcast producer. How to write episode titles that will make people listen. A guide to getting your guest to share your podcast. A little bit about me, the equipment I use, and much more. Here we go. Marketing news, content news, tech news, sound news, interviews, product reviews, podcast reviews. For creatives by creatives. This is Podcast News Weekly with Sean Savage. iOS 16 Beta adds music and podcast preview on lock screen. iOS 16 Beta 3, Revised Build, and the public beta version have added a music and podcast preview on the lock screen. Users just need to tap the cover of a song on Apple Music, Spotify, or a podcast while the iPhone is locked and the preview takes over the screen. The music podcast preview on the lock screen works with Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, and third-party applications such as Spotify. This means more than ever that your artwork will be important for your branding moving forward. It's always been important but now that it'll be front and center on iPhone screens, make sure your artwork is eye-catching, legible, and relevant to your brand. Also, sometimes new show cover art can give your podcast some new energy. How to write episode titles that will make people listen. Your podcast episode titles are like the headline of an article. It's a thing that can make people click. So you need to pack as much information as possible into a small number of words. But you also want to be truthful. If you want listeners to keep returning to your show week after week, you have to build a relationship with them. And just like in real life, the best way to build a relationship is through trust. And that starts from the moment they engage with your content. If you're promising to deliver something, you better dish it up. Otherwise, your audience won't stick around for long. Shorter is always better. Keeping your title short isn't just about saving people time. It's also because they might not see everything you've written. A lot of podcast apps cut longer episode titles off. So if someone's looking at your show on their phone and your title's too long, they might only see a portion of it. Ideally, you want a title that will catch people's attention as they're scrolling through. So try to be as succinct as possible. You'll also want to get the most important stuff up at the front. So if your title does get cut off, there's enough there to get people excited. Don't forget to use keywords. 
including popular keywords in your niche, will help people recognize content they're interested in when they're scrolling through their podcast app. It'll also help your show pop up in search results, especially if you're including those keywords on the show notes page for each episode, which can be a great way to get your show noticed. Putting keywords in all the places they need to be will increase your chances of being found. Don't waste space with words like episode. Not a single person has listened to a show because of an episode number and a title. You want to make sure you're kicking things off with killer content, not administrative details. And this isn't just best practice from a user perspective. It's also the approach Apple Podcasts recommends. If you want to add information about the episode number, whether it's a bonus or trailer, you can do that in the back end of your podcast host. At Podcast News Weekly, we curate news items with you, the creator in mind, and we give you context for those items. Speaking of context, I'm going to tell you a little bit about me. Hi everyone, I'm Sean Savage, and I currently reside in Toronto, Canada. I've been a mixing and mastering engineer in the music industry for over 20 years. I created and supervised a recording arts program at a college here in Toronto for 10 years. I am a syndicated radio host. My shows currently air on 47 stations. I am a technical producer for a commercial radio station here in Toronto. I currently produce four shows on the station, and I'm on the air three days a week. My company, AR Media, we help podcasters produce their remote recording sessions. We do audio imaging. That is making intros, outros, and trailers for radio, for podcasts, and clubhouse rooms. We bring broadcast quality audio to your podcast and your audiobooks. Five things to look for in a podcast producer. I'm a big advocate of workflow. Whether it's the radio shows I produce, the podcast I work on, or helping clients. I have a specific day to record, to edit, for marketing, and writing. As you organize a workflow for yourself, it might occur to you that there are some tasks you don't like performing. That's okay. The key here is to be self-aware and honest with yourself. What are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? What exactly is a podcast producer? A podcast producer is often seen as the creative genius behind the magic of a great podcast, and the role can be multifaceted and can vary depending on the person's experience and the type of podcast they're managing. But ultimately, they're the overseer and technical director of the show. Some podcast producers are heavily involved in every element of the show and will be the ones to take a raw recording and do all the editing, distributing, and marketing themselves. Others may choose to back off the smaller details and instead oversee a team that does all the legwork. 
podcasts are getting more and more popular as people consume more and more audio. If you've reached the stage in your podcast where you're looking to hire a podcast producer, then this next news item is for you. Five things to look for in a podcast producer. Number one, management skills. Production management is one of the more diverse and all-encompassing roles of a podcast producer. The producer is a person who oversees the process of developing the podcast and makes sure things are running smoothly. They come up with fresh ideas, episode concepts, and manage the production schedule. They also brainstorm with hosts and strategize on how to promote the show. All of these fall under the podcast producer's scope of work. So being able to manage multiple things is a key skill to have. Number two, research abilities. Alongside managing the show, podcast producers are also responsible for finding guests to join the podcast. This includes administrative work like calling, emailing, and scheduling the guest. There are strategic elements involved here as a producer needs to look for interesting people that would help increase the number of podcast listeners. The podcast producer also wants to ensure the guest fits with the overall style and brand of the podcast, and they'll do their best to prep the host and guest for the show. They'll pre-write interviews and guide the guest on specific talking points. But in order for a podcast to continue to churn out episodes and be a success, having strong research skills to ensure a solid lineup of value-add guests is critical. Number three, editing chops. Many podcast producers handle all of the technical aspects of podcast production. This includes audio management and editing. Managing the podcast audio is probably one of the most important parts of a podcast producer's role. A podcast producer's job requires many hats, from director to audio engineer. They can oversee the recording, editing, and distribution of each episode. They're also involved in post-production, including audio editing and distribution of the completed episodes. This is one crucial part of their job since it entails tapping into their creative side to produce something that is of top-notch quality. When hiring a podcast producer, make sure they come with lots of editing experience under their belt. Number four, analytics and numbers background. The producer must have experience with analytics tracking and reporting. The producer can monitor podcast metrics, like the number of show downloads, listener demographics, and listening times. They'll do this to make improvements on how the podcast is structured and produced. These analytics may need to be shared with other team members or sponsors, and the producer is responsible for providing these reports. Looking for someone who has a knack for numbers and data and a track record for strong analytics is important. Number five, leadership traits. Podcast producer is responsible for interacting with many different people on the team and ensuring that everyone's work aligns. Depending on the size and scope of the podcast, this team may include an executive producer, associate producer, audio engineer, video producer, and content producer. The podcast producer is the project manager for the podcast 
ensuring that every team member works efficiently to complete their work for the series or the episode. This requires a podcast producer to be able to take on a leadership role to support the podcast host and the team from conceptualization all the way through the production process. It is paramount that you hire a podcast producer that you have confidence can lead your team and rally, inspire, and motivate everyone to create the best show possible. I get asked regularly about what equipment I use for my clubhouse rooms, voiceovers, and podcasts. In the next few episodes, I'll be going through what I use and why I use them. None of the manufacturers or sponsors of the show, nor am I personally getting any remuneration for my endorsements of these products. As a mixing and mastering engineer, these are the products that serve me and my professional needs. So I'm going to start with the microphones that I use. So this week, the first microphone, it's the Shure MV7. Inspired by the legendary SM7B, the MV7 is a dynamic microphone with both USB and XLR outputs for use with computers and professional interfaces. It connects via USB and has additional set of features and auto level mode within the SurePlus Motive app to control vocal tone and distance from the microphone. With auto level mode, you can let the microphone do the work for you. There are two versions of this mic. The newer version is cheaper and just has an XLR connector. The version I have has both USB and XLR connectors. This is the mic I use for anything I do online. That includes Zoom calls or the like, clubhouse rooms, and Twitter spaces. This is a dynamic mic with a cardioid polar pattern. I like this mic because it's rock solid, as all Sure products are, and I like the versatility it offers. I was going to use one of the SM58 models that I have from Sure, which is another dynamic mic, but I settled on the MV7. The Motive app that it works with when it's in USB mode has some great features on it. It allows you the ability to change the EQ settings on the mic and the ability to apply compression and save them as presets. These settings are then saved to the mic via the USB cable. This mic is also an audio interface. That means all I have to do is plug some headphones into the back of it and I can hear everything going into the mic and coming up from my computer. The only thing I don't like about this mic is the fact that the windscreen that it comes with is too short. The result is there are a lot of plosives or popping P's and B's when you speak into the mic. But this can be easily fixed. What I did and what I suggest anyone that purchases this mic do is to purchase the windscreen for the Shure SM7B and swap out the windscreen from the MV7. They fit perfectly. They're the same size. The SM7B windscreen is longer than the one that comes with the MV7 and completely removes the plosive problem I talked about earlier. A step-by-step -step guide 
to getting guests to share your podcast. Many podcasters choose to invite guests to their podcast. It's a great practice not only because you create valuable content, but also because there's the potential to increase your audience. There is a common complaint from podcasters when it comes to their guests. They didn't share their podcast episode. There seems to be this unwritten expectation out there that a guest does an interview and then waits around until the episode is published so they can share it. I can tell you with 100% confidence this is not the case. The time between an interview and an episode release is weeks, sometimes even months. And though your podcast might be your number one priority, it's not anyone else's. You can't expect someone to just share an episode once it's released. Chances are your guests are not actually your listeners. That means that when your episode is released, they don't get notified. Even if they are listeners, they're probably subscribed to a lot of podcasts. Don't think that they're watching out for your notifications on their social media feeds, even if you tag them. You can't expect someone to share your content, and you especially can't be mad if you never asked. Asking someone to share your content. For some reason, a lot of people seem to be shy about asking people for things after the fact. But you've already done the hard part. You booked the guest, you recorded the interview, and published the episode. Asking someone to share the content is a piece of cake. Sending an email to your guest afterwards should be part of your practice. That way they know the episode has been published and they can listen to it themselves. Asking them to share the content is just another line in that email. If you're finding emailing a guest post-release hard, you're overthinking it. It should be a simple, easy process. And if you're clever about it, you should have a template you simply add the information to and hit send. The follow-up. Your job doesn't stop once you've sent the email. If the guest doesn't respond or share, you'll want to follow up again. There is a true art to the follow-up, I think. You don't want it to do too soon, but you don't want to let it go for long enough that they've basically forgotten who you are. When should you follow up? It's recommended to send a brief follow-up email if you haven't seen a share in about a week. This follow-up email should be brief and to the point, but also pleasant. Make sure that you reply to the initial email thread, but provide the relevant links again in your new email. It's important to know that you definitely should check all of your guests' publicly available channels before you ask them to share a second time. Does your guest have to share your podcast? It's in the best interest of all podcast guests to share collaborations with their own audiences, but they're not obliged to, especially if you don't have a previous arrangement that outlines that. Many podcasters get upset because they see bringing someone on as doing their guest a favor. This is the wrong way to look at your podcast. Your podcast content is your responsibility. You are creating your podcast for your audience. 
You can choose to include guest interviews as part of that content strategy, but the purpose of those interviews should be to bring value to your audience. If you see a particular interview as a favor to someone else, take it out of your content schedule. Including promotion in your initial contract. Yes, I said contract. If your guest sharing content with their audience is a particular concern to you, you do have the option to include this in the release you have your guest sign. However, if you go that route, you need to make a point of specifically pointing it out to any guest. Spraying it on them after the fact might not serve you well. Don't be the person who threatens legal action because you included something in the fine print of a contract. That's not a good business practice. Having guests on your podcast can be a great way to not only create stellar content, but also to grow your audience. But you can't simply assume that you're everyone's number one priority. If you want people to share your stuff, you've got to ask. That's all the time I have for this episode. Join me next week. Until next time. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to stay in touch with us. Follow us on all socials. The handle is at Podcast News Weekly and our website is podcastnewsweekly.com. Let us know what you think of the show and what we can do better to serve you. Join us next time for your weekly midweek roundup of podcast news. For creatives by creatives. Podcast News Weekly.